0: Thanks, Joshua.
1: Well, it's really, 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 really a joy to get to jump into the prayer series. If you're new today, the last few weeks, um, the team has been talking about, and in the weeks ahead, we'll be talking about prayer, all kinds of prayer, Ephesians 6. Pray with all kinds of prayer, and that's what we're going over. And we have the assignment today to talk about intercessory prayer. And um, I just have to say this, you know, Throughout the week, there was times in my time with the Lord in prepping for this that I honestly kind of felt like I was going to explode a little bit. So I'm going to try to just be good today. I'm going to try to be good and hold it together. But I feel like there is so much in God's heart about this topic of prayer and our design as the body of Christ to be a house of prayer that I believe the Lord wants to really um, impart something today to us every age, every demographic uh, in our design as being those who co-labor with Him in prayer. I'm going to just say this quick little story. I think the first time that I understood or engaged in intercessory prayer, I was probably in my 20s. I was in my 20s. I'd been on a worship team in our college ministry. We had probably 200 young adults in this space. I was leading worship, and at the end of the worship, right before the message was starting, I was going to sit down, and I just felt, literally, I felt like, I can't go sit down. And I had to go to the back of this room full of young adults, and for whatever reason, I know the reason now, but for whatever reason, I had to pray I would love to tell you I was super spiritual, and I was so virtuous that I loved all these college students, and I'd given myself to prayer, but that's not the case. But what happened was the God who was in the room was doing things, and he grabbed hold of me and probably many others, I don't know, and took me to a space in the back, and I just began to pray. I was saying things I don't know to pray, and probably no one necessarily had been teaching us. But it was my first experience of partnering with the God who's always at work on the globe and especially in the place where two or more are gathered. And I was praying for hearts to be healed. And I was praying for God's love to be poured out. And as I was praying, I was also experiencing the heart of God. And it really, it really caught me. God caught me up into this thing called intercession. And that's what we're going to talk about today. I'm going to talk. I'm going to begin. Steve and I are going to tag. Do you want to sit down, honey? I'm good for okay. now. <laughs> we're like, who is this right there? Look out on the shoulder. Look out. We're going to tag, and we're going to hope the Lord helps us do this back and forth. Um, but intercessory prayer, intercessory prayer. I want to just give us a quick definition, all right? Intercessory prayer in its simplest form is to pray on behalf of of another, to pray for the well being of another. That could be a family member, that could be my coworkers, that could be on behalf of a city or a nation. Nothing's off limits. Richard Foster says this I love this quote If we truly love people, we will desire for them far more than is within our power to give them. And this will lead us to pray. If we truly love, and you guys know, especially if you're a parent, you know that probably the first place your prayer life kicks in (laughs) is for the ones you love the most. To intercede, that word itself, here's the definition. It means to go between. To go between two parties that have a distance between them, to intervene, to Close that gap, to mediate, that's to intercede. So biblically, to intercede means to stand between the way things are on the earth and between the resources that are available in heaven and to bring those two together. A few years ago, we had done a summer of um, kind of some fun equipping things for a a group of youth groups in the city. We did a a weekend and it was training on prayer and equipping in prayer, and in that, the students were getting stirred and trained in intercession for their school campuses. And one of the ways that we demonstrated this concept and making it really concrete, we were in this room and we were doing all kinds of, you know, movement and fun ways of teaching and we had put up a big piece of butcher paper on the wall, and we said, Let's put up there everything that you know are the pains and the the pain points and the places of darkness on your high school campus. Let's write them up there. And so kids were just up there with Sharpies and it was um, you know, dropping out of school, learning disabilities, isolation, fear, suicide, sexual um, brokenness, drug and alcohol abuse. We had all these things written up there, family breakdown. And then over here we had up another big piece of butcher paper and we said, now let's start writing down Who do we know God to be? What's his nature? What's his character? What are some promises that we know about him? And as the kids had these up, and they were full, then we sat this place in between. And we said, and this is intercession. Between this and this is where we stand in intercessory prayer. And we're meant to stand here. It's a tangible picture of what God has designed. Intercessory prayer is about a part of our identity. Now listen, last week, Janelle, I love the teaching on petition. Petition, bringing those requests to the one we know who's the supplier, right? And I like to think about petition being, petition kind of settles us in our identity as children. We're going to the Father, He's got the stuff I cannot do for myself. It's what our kids do with a parent, our Father who art in heaven. I'm petitioning my needs, my things. What I cannot produce for myself, I go to God. That's a petition. Intercessory prayer settles us in our identity as co-laborers. There's the identity we have as a child, and then there's that identity that we have as co-laborers in this Advancing kingdom that's ever advancing and God's call to us to partner with him. That's what intercessory prayer is. To see the way things are and to grab hold of the resources that are available and to ask and to say, these are your kingdom come prayers, your kingdom come. Now, a few years ago, um, in the, 80s and 90s some of you are going to remember this there was a there was really a movement of prayer like you know when god breathes on the body of christ in a nation or even on the globe and there's like a highlighting of a truth god's doing something new he's awakening something it's not that it's new it's always an ancient path but he's renewing it in a in a day in a generation and in the 80s and 90s a really i would say a global prayer movement began and it's still going today. It's probably the biggest thing going on the planet right now, the way prayer, God is breathing. But there was an awakening. And so in that time, there were books on intercessory prayer and there were intercessory prayer conferences and everything. It was just, you know, it was just prolific. And in that, there were so many great things that happened. But there was also a little bit of something I just want to touch on today that wasn't so great. And people got so excited that there was this thing that kind of started going around like, there is a gift of intercessory prayer. There is a gift. Now, I'm not saying people can't have a motivation or have a gift of faith and really be moved towards prayer. But the problem is, that isn't biblical, that there is a specific gift of intercessor. And the problem with that. Is that in some ways it moved prayer into this space for those really spiritual people or those really, you know, weird people, even? (laughs) I don't know. You know, the ones who were just out there like, this isn't practical. This is like, they're just living up there and it's like, whatever. Okay? And and people would take that on, you know, I'm an intercessor. But here's that it's not right because Jesus said, My house will be called a house of prayer. My house. And who is his house? It's the people, the dwelling place of God. And that's age three to 103. This is an all-call sport. Mm -hmm. There's no B team. There's no bench warmers. And there's actually no tryouts. There's only engaging. Mm -hmm. There are no tryouts. And I just want to say, let's... Not live in the deception that, you know, really spiritual people pray. Because here's what it does. It's going to rob you from some of the deepest joy if you and I don't engage this. Because Jesus' promise is this. And I'm not making this up. This is his word. There's joy in the house of prayer. Well, let's get there. Let's be that, okay? We're not we're not trying to be something, we're yielding to a design that he has for us as his people. In the words of our famous friend and author Joy Dawson, intercessory prayer is thrilling and fulfilling. Those of you who know her will like that. Those of you who don't, I'm sorry, she's an Australian. No. Yeah, Australian. New Zealand. New Zealand. Thank you. She is uh, one of the main founders of Youth with a Mission. And you know what? She's absolutely right. Okay, your turn.
0: And she's in heaven.
1: And she's in heaven, and she knows Mm -hmm. for sure now.
0: So as I uh, just begin to share, as Patty talked about when God stirred her with intercession... We both have a ton of stories, obviously, but one of the things that happened to me early on when I started really following Jesus and after I was baptized in the power of the Holy Spirit, I just had this motivation to pray. God just changed my heart. And there was one other guy in this college and career ministry. This is before the one that we were in together. His name is James Hughes. And so I still had really long hair and earrings. I was drumming in a heavy metal band before that, and James Hughes was the opposite of me. He had really short, dark hair, and he was an actuary. His job was to figure out pension plans, right? And he had, he had really thick glasses, and he played classical piano, and he was very, very quiet. And so, but James Hughes and Steve Buss, we wanted to pray. We were just, we wanted to pray. So I went over to James' apartment for a season of time every Monday night, and we would get out a piece of paper, and we would write down prayer requests on the piece of paper. What's going on in the College of Career Ministry? What's going on at church? What needs do we have? And we put this um, piece of paper between us, drink herbal tea, and just pray down the prayer list. That's what we did. But here was a, And, and I, had, I had only been saved just a little over a year. And it was my favorite time of the week because I was connecting with God, but... God would answer. And I found it to be one of the most amazing things I had ever experienced in my life, and I still do. To literally be tucked in close to God in the prayer and to literally see someone, a couple who'd been trying to have kids for five years, and we got a hold of that prayer request, and we found out two weeks after we had prayed, they had conceived. There was someone in the church who is dying of cancer. We gathered around them and we prayed and God answered. There were people who needed jobs, multiple people. We'd pray for them and they'd get good jobs. So time and time again, all, and I was just like amazed that God, this actually happens, it's a reality. So just sharing these stories of God intervening, God drawing us near as we pray. I'd like to begin by just, let's go to the scripture. Let's go ahead and go to Hebrews 7 and Romans chapter 8. And want to get into the scripture to launch us into a more complete focus. He, Jesus, is able to save completely those who come to God through him. Because he always lives to intercede for them. And then out of Romans 8, Christ Jesus who died, more than that who is raised to life, is at the right hand of God and is also interceding for us. Let's go ahead and leave those verses up. Now, the work of the cross, that has been accomplished. Jesus rose from the dead. Jesus ascended to the Father's right hand. Those things have happened. Jesus is coming again physically to planet Earth to change everything in the future. But what is Jesus doing right now? According to the scripture, Jesus at the right hand of God, he is interceding. He's at God's right hand, he's ascended. To the right hand of the majesty in heaven, and he is doing something. He's interceding. Now, he's not just praying. It's not saying that Jesus is in intercessory prayer. It says he is interceding, and I'm going to expand on that here in just a minute, but here's the point that I want to make that intercessory prayer is entering into what Jesus is doing now at the Father's right hand, and the invitation is like, everybody, come up here. Come be with me. Come get connected into me beside the Father, and I want to intercede with and through you. It's what he's doing now. It's what he's doing now. Between the victory that he won in his ascension and when he comes again, he is interceding and there's an invitation to join him there. You want to come? You want to go? You want to go there? Let's go there. Come on. He paid a high price for us to be able to go there. What a wonderful thing we get to do. Little did I know when I had long hair and I'm praying and drinking herbal tea with James Hughes that I was hanging out with Jesus in that manner. I didn't know that. I didn't know that. I was praying off a list, but he was answering. But it's what he's doing, and that invitation is there. <laughs> What's well, funny? You want? Because
1: there's joy in the house.
0: There's joy in the house. That's right. There's joy in the house.
1: I just have to say that it's the craziest thing. I was in a prayer meeting. I'm sorry, I'm interjecting. No, I was go in a pray- prayer meeting with a friend, and it was one of those times where we just prayed through a whole bunch of stuff, and, and, and people kind of left, and we were just sort of hanging in the afterglow, and she goes, Patty, it's the craziest thing, isn't it? Who would have thought, looking on the outside, looking in, we just say things outside out loud to the air, and God does stuff. I'm like, yeah, that's really kind of what it is. <laughs> Kids do that stuff.
0: Well, scripture says we are a peculiar people, all right? So that, that is very, very true. So here we have Jesus at God's right hand interceding. He's interceding for us. Let's continue to look at that. I want to talk about three focus points that help us to enter into that Participation of intercession. Three focus points. Number one, the name of Jesus. Number two, God's greatness. And number three, the power of the Holy Spirit. Number one, the name of Jesus. Jesus invites us to ask in his name. In John chapter 14, 15, and 16, he talks about praying in his name. I'm going to go ahead and read from John chapter 14. Go ahead and put that up on the screen. This is Jesus saying, "I and I will do whatever you ask in my name so that the Son may bring glory to the Father. You may ask me for anything in my name, and I will do it. What an amazing promise, right, amen, amazing promise. And again, in chapter 15 and in chapter 16, he repeats these identical ideas. Ask in my name, I'm gonna answer. You can ask for anything and you can ask for whatever and I'm gonna do it. The father gets glorified and by the way, the father gets, gets the glory says it right here if we were to look at those other scriptures and for the sake of time we're not but God gets glorified whenever there's an answer to prayer and we get joy ask Jesus says ask and you will receive and your joy will be complete there is joy in the house of prayer what an amazing god we serve we pray god gets glory we get the joy come on what a wonderful kingdom he's created For us to abide in. But Jesus said, Now pray in my name. That was a new idea for the disciples. What does it mean to pray in Jesus' name? So I want to talk about this that Jesus, I want you to think about the work of intercession that the Lord Jesus accomplished. He prayed many prayers of intercession, but I want you to think about the work of intercession. Jesus accomplished. Jesus came and stood in the gap. He lived in the gap. He accomplished in the gap what no one could do. He stood between us and God. A sinless son, a sinless man, took on all of the sin of the world. The punishment that brought us peace was put upon him so that he takes that punishment so that we... Could be forgiven. He stood between us and God so that he could reconcile that relationship. He mediated. He did a work of intercession. But not only that. Jesus stood and came between us and the devil. We couldn't do anything about our sin, and we could not do anything about this malicious, evil, Presence that is true. His name is Satan. There are evil powers, and Jesus stood between us and the devil. He's doing intercession. One breaks a relationship, the other restores a relationship. The other thing that Jesus did and stood in between, he broke the curse. There was a curse that came upon the earth and a curse that came upon mankind in the garden, and Jesus broke the curse. And Jesus defeated death. So here we have this ultimate work of intercession that Jesus accomplished. So when we pray in Jesus' name, when we come to God, when we come to Abba, Father, Yahweh, the Lord of everything, when we're coming to him and we come in the name of Jesus, we are representing Jesus' work of intercession before the Father. So our faith is squarely put on what Jesus has done, not the greatness of our need, not our faith, not our ability to pray. When we pray in Jesus' name, it's all on Him. He did the ultimate works of intercession. So when we come in his name as he's instructed us to do, we are saying, Father, in the name of Jesus, who accomplished all of this intercession, I am basing my prayers on the greatness of who Jesus is and what Jesus did. So my faith is right there. I don't have to worry about believing. I don't have to worry about how big the circumstance is. I just get to focus on the greatness of Jesus. You want to receive it? Yeah. Receive it, receive it, receive it. That's the invitation that God gives to us. Praying in Jesus' name. We you going to say anything about that? Okay, okay. Amen. Amen, amen. Well, let's talk about God's greatness, but wait, there's more. Because what Jesus accomplished for us connects us right to everything Yahweh, God the Father is. Jesus taught us how to pray, and Pastor Jason touched on this, talked about it a couple weeks ago, the adoration, Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. We get access to focus on the greatness of God, Let's think about some of the attributes of Yahweh. He is the great I am. He is almighty. He is the creator of everything seen and everything unseen. Jason had these beautiful pictures of distant galaxies. You know the universe is over 19 billion light years across. Do you know that there are Scientists can, in the knowable universe, there are two trillion galaxies. And God created it all. He made the heavens and He made the earth. He is the uncreated creator. He is eternal. He is good. He is loving. He is kind. He is holy. He is the God of the angels. He is the one true god and we have access to his attributes we have access to his greatness so we're going to do a little physical thing to help you remember okay so we're going to go so far do this 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 is sign language for jesus right so say the name of jesus, name jesus. the name of jesus Now say God's greatness, God's greatness. So through Jesus and focusing on what he's accomplished, we get access to focus in on his attributes and his character. Number three, the power of the Holy Spirit. When we come to God in prayer, we aren't alone. Literally, the Holy Spirit is in us and wants to help us to pray. In Ephesians 6 and verse 13, Paul says this, and pray in the Spirit on all occasions with all kinds of prayers and requests. I wanna make a note here that praying in the Spirit can mean two things biblically. It can mean praying in tongues. Praying in a heavenly language, that is praying in the Spirit. Right here, it means praying in tongues, yes, but it means much more than that because it says with all kinds of prayers and requests, pray in the Spirit. So there's a way that you can pray that's not in the Spirit, and who wants to do that? So we can pray being energized by and directed by the Holy Spirit as we pray. And we must realize that one of the beautiful things of the Holy Spirit is he wants to help us to pray. Amongst other things, the Holy Spirit does so much in our life, but one of the things the Holy Spirit does is he literally helps us to pray. And we just simply need to receive that by faith. Lord, your word says I can pray in the spirit with all kinds of prayers and requests. It could be the kind of prayer that you're moved to go to the back of the room and just start praying and you weren't planning on it, you're just praying. All kinds of prayers and requests. It could be the kind of prayers and requests where you're drinking herbal tea and writing down prayers, prayer requests on a piece of paper. All kinds of prayer requests. And you can get in the Holy Spirit and you can pray those things. Let's go to Romans eight. In Romans eight, Paul talks about this very specifically. The Spirit helps us in our weakness. We do not know what we ought to pray for, but the Spirit intercedes for us with groans too deep for words. And he who searches our hearts knows the mind of the Spirit because the Spirit intercedes for the saints in accordance with God's will. A couple observations here. Again, directly, the Spirit helps us in our weakness. I want to invite you. This is something that the Lord taught me a long time ago, and I want to invite you to do this. It is so helpful. Most times when I pray, I come to the Lord and I confess my weakness. I don't know how to pray as I ought. That puts me in a dependent, God-focused posture. I need... Your help, Holy Spirit, to pray. And you promise you're going to help me. I don't have time to, today to talk about sunantilambotimai, which is the word help. It's the Greek word, which is the word that's translated help. More later, same channel on that, if we get to it. But the Holy Spirit wants to sunantilambotimai against our weakness. He wants to help us to pray. And it goes on to say that the Spirit intercedes for the saints in accordance with God's will. What is Jesus doing right now? What does the Holy Spirit in you and I want to do? It wants to intercede. Literally, we have spirit access. The spirit of God inside of us gives us access to the Father and that same Holy Spirit who is with and one with Jesus yet living in us. He wants to pray through us. It's an invitation, everyone. It's an invitation, everyone. (laughs) Yeah, let's go there. It's a different kind of life. We get to get filled with the Holy Spirit. We get to magnify God's greatness. We get to focus on what Jesus accomplished. What else can happen on this earth? Right? What do you, what is God calling you to stand in the gap towards? When you stand in the gap, here's the thing. We need to gaze at Jesus' name, God's greatness, and the power of the Holy Spirit and whatever the request is, how serious it is, how difficult the situation it is, we glance at that and we gaze at this. We gaze at this and we glance at that. And there are days just like you when I've gotta pray for something and I feel that big and the problem seems overwhelming. Just like you, I feel like that. There are things that hit me in my day but this reality of Jesus, God's greatness, and the power of the Holy Spirit, folks, that's truth. That's truth. That's truth that we get to be immersed in. Let's immerse ourselves in that truth and let that be the place from which we pray. Nothing is impossible for... Amen. Nothing is impossible for... Nothing, not one thing is impossible for For God. That's true. And so let's abide in that place. So I want to just bring you in. In your one-on-one time with God, I want to invite you, hang out here, focusing on Jesus' name. You could take a whole half hour and focus on God's greatness. Focus on the Holy Spirit and the grace that he wants to fill you with and to help you to pray. Focus here. Take that time. When you are in a pickle in the middle of your day and things are difficult and you get that much time to pray a little mentioning prayer, go there. Go right here. God, you're great. Jesus, you accomplish this. Holy Spirit, help me to pray. And just pray. It could be a large time with God. It could be a little time with God. But let's live here. Now, I want to say one more thing. What I'm talking about is prayer, intercessory prayer. We're standing in the gap. But friends, this is how we want to live our life, right? If we're praying with this reality as our focus, that's how We want to have a full heart in whatever context we find ourselves in a day. That's how we want to live our lives as well. It's not just about intercessory prayer. Patty, why don't you take it?
1: So one of the things also that ties to this is Pete Gregg. Some of you are looking at that book, and the the staff here has made available the prayer tools for you to access. And in the space of his chapter on intercessory prayer, he gives a number of practical ways to step in. I'm not going over those, except one because it's really applicable now. It's applicable to this day, this week, our church. And that is one of the things he says is when we go to intercessory prayer, get informed. Get informed. It's one thing to say, oh God, we just pray for our city. God, we just pray for our city. I mean, right? Holy Spirit is going to help us and energize us. But, guys, we got information for you right here.
0: We got intel.
1: This is called intel because it's come from the watchmen on the walls, believers in all of these sectors of our city who are living, working, called in these spaces, abiding in God, and seeing where the battle lines are and where the kingdom is advancing and where God wants to move. And every time, they're sharing it with us and disseminating it. So I want you to think about that as you would go to pray. Now listen, Steve was a list guy with James, and that worked for him. I'd die if I did that. I probably wouldn't, but i 'm not that girl. I don't really like to do that. I like to just be like this, Lord, what are we doing? Where are we going? I want to be in, I want to be a bit more fluid, okay. And so for some people, this is going to be fantastic. And for other people, this might be like, oh, I got to go through that. See, there's three requests on our church. Oh, my goodness, there's four. There's five. And I just love, Abby, that you got up here and said, here's what I do, man. I just read over this. I kind of get it in my heart. And throughout the day, as I'm reminded, I'm going for these things. I want to just say something to you really quick on this. And then we're, we're going to wrap it up. Under education, for example, if you have one of these, grab it. Under education, I'm sitting, how this comes about, I just want to bring you into the secret world. I'm sitting with a group of educators once a month from all the different school districts, and we're, and we're talking about what are we seeing, what are you experiencing in your classes, where is education flourishing, what are the roadblocks, where, where does the kingdom of God want to break through? And so the th- second one, uh, third one down it says, pray for activities and opportunities for students to serve others, giving them purpose, hope, and resilience. The reason that prayer request is there is because educators were going, wow, after, after COVID, I want to tell you we got kids really struggling with resilience. And you know what? That's not going to serve them in life, you guys. So we have this intel, kids are struggling with resilience. They don't want to press through in that activity. They don't want to apply their mind to that. And They actually were at home for a year or two, and mom and dad probably gave up and said, you don't have to do it because I don't want to do it either, right? This is reality. And so instead of just going, pray this will happen, we're backing up and saying, well, how does resilience happen? Well, when we get our eyes off of us and we begin to focus on serving others, when we begin to see, it, it creates purpose in us when we're given to others. And so that's where that prayer request came from. But these are the beginning of a conversation. And these are a place for you to be with the Holy Spirit and let him breathe on you when you step into this space. You may be totally drawn to the arts, and if you join in on your day, our day of prayer and you and you just feel stirred to stay on the arts, then stay there. You've got some intel on how to pray, but this is the opportunity to engage relationally with the heart of God. Don't be limited by this. Let this be the launch pad, right? right. This is just a launch this isn't okay i did it i said that request god's gonna come in and go and patty remember your friends the artists would you just pray over them right now creativity oh yeah stephanie jackson god give her healing ministry give her healing with the arts you see what i'm saying holy spirit's gonna do things with this and here's the thing this can come and go we're not tied to a strategy we use this because there was a group of people for about two years, eighteen months to two years, that sought the Lord and said, "God, what more do you want to do in our county, in our day, in our time?" I don't know if these are the last days, but in my friend, words of my friend Steve Savage, there are last days. <laughs> if anybody ever says, "Well, we're in the last days," it doesn't matter to me. They're my last days. These are mine. These are yours. And so this could come and go, but after two years, this strategy, I'm not going to go into the whole story, but was a divine leading of the Holy Spirit to a people and then discerned amongst spiritual leaders, pastors in a city. And so I want us to understand, because some of us don't know how God led this and how God Resounded to us and responded to a people that said, Lord, teach us how to pray, that our community will be changed. Teach us how to pray, empower us to pray. And this was the result of that request. And so he can take that and move that and shape it at any time, but there's a waitingness to why we're doing what we're doing. It wasn't just somebody in a back room going, maybe we should come up with a prayer guide for those 10 sectors. That really is not how this came about.
0: So you're gonna have to, so we are gonna let you know right now how this came about. Patty mentioned for about 18 months, there were several leaders, pastors and leaders. Ethan was among them, Ethan Holub. There were several other. Kristen was a part of that. Mark was a part of that. For about 18 months, we were asking the Lord about a house of prayer. Ethan and other friends were leading the Eugene House of Prayer. What? We're a little bit out of time. We're leading the Eugene House of Prayer. And we we came together. Lord, how do you want to expand prayer? And so one church one day was highlighted to us. We submitted it to six pastors. agreement. We submitted it to others, and the pastors started working together. We started with 15 in February. By May, we were at 30. This was in 2015. We're almost at eight years of doing this. On May 30th of 2015, at Community Wide Worship, that year, we met at Grace Community Fellowship. Believers from Many different churches, over 500 people, jam-packed, standing room only at that, uh, at Grace Community Fellowship that night. We dedicated one church one day to the Lord that night. We submitted it to him. We said, God, will you help us pray 24-7 as churches? When we went in that evening, it was hot. We were hot and sweaty. There was air conditioning on. When we left... Clouds had come in, the wind was blowing, and as we talked in the parking lot, we heard the first at a distant thunder. Then we went to the restaurant and and with a handful of people ate something, thunder and lightning. We went home, there was thunder and lightning. We went to bed, there was thunder and lightning. We're just about to doze asleep. Thunder and shook our house, woke us up, and Patty said, Steve, Operation Rolling Thunder. It sounds funny. One Church One Day, its original name was Operation Rolling Thunder. It's a model that's been engaged by several other communities. And the brother, the retired Navy officer who came up with One Church One Day, he has helped implement it in many other cities and in a minimum of seven places, Tim Taylor has documented when it was submitted to leadership. God responded with unique thunder and lightning, Mo- multiple times.
1: And he had told us this when we met with him, and we were like, "Wow, that's awesome!" You know, but we kind of—it's we, like, "Great, we're going to do it regardless." But wow, that's neat. That
0: was over a, almost a year before that that night. It had lightning and thunder all night, so much so I called the National Weather Service the next day and said, can you give me a count? And they could, 225 lightning strikes. I said, how often does that happen? They said, this is an extremely rare occurrence. It made the front page of the Register Guard, if you have that picture, go ahead and put it up. This is the picture that was on the front page of the newspaper in reporting that thunderstorm. I have lived in Oregon for 30 years, and I have never, since I lived here, had any thunder and lightning storm ever like that one. When we, as spiritual leaders in churches, when we dedicated one church one day to the Lord that night, this is the response God gave us. You must know this story. When you're invited once a month, to join with hundreds of other believers in our community. You must know this, that God answered us in this way. And this isn't just my belief. Every pastor who is at that meeting knows this is true. This happened, this actually happened when we called out to the Lord. Now, Operation Rolling Thunder, as it used to be called, comes directly from Psalm 18. When David cries out to the Lord and God responds with thunder and lightning. You're invited to this story. You're invited to the place of intercession. You're invited to join in agreement in prayer for God to move in our community. We don't have time this morning, but most of you are familiar with, we have 40 pages of stories of answers to prayer in the last eight years God not only responded with thunder, but he has saved people's lives. He has saved first responders. He has answered in education. He's answered in the arts. He's answered in sports. He's answered in healthcare. He's answered in government. He's answered in the church. If you have never taken one day a month, this Thursday is Christ Center's day to pray in agreement with 53 other local churches. We have grabbed the prayer guide And I loved Abby's story. Just grab the prayer guide. Just let the Holy Spirit woo you. Let the Holy Spirit help you. Take a little extra time with God. One day a month. One day a month. Hang out with the Lord a little more. Can you put it in your calendar? Can you put it on your reminders on your phone? Sign up at Christ Center. Get the prayer guide emailed to you. We also share with the prayer guide the answers to prayer when they come. I hope you're encouraged that we have a thundering agreement with Yahweh through Jesus Christ in our community. It would be inappropriate to end this meeting without giving three minutes to grab that prayer guide and to pray right now. So we must extend for a few more moments I want you to grab that prayer guide, get like we prayed for Tom and Terry White, get with two to four other people and just grab a prayer or two and remember Jesus' name, God's greatness and the power of the Holy Spirit you're connected to as you pray for our community. If you wanna roll some music, that would be great. Let's just take a couple minutes to pray. It off. I'm going to just
1: invite you to stand, and uh, we're going to
0: pray. Oh, it's on now. Oh, okay. you you're go. amazing. Here you go.
1: All right, here we go. Now I feel <laughs> real, what I've always wanted. <laughs> here <laughs> you know okay sorry once a teacher always a teacher doing weird things um, I want to say one thing I know when we, when we get wound up and we say these things there's always there can be in this room yeah but I had some really big stuff God didn't answer mm-hmm. we get that yeah. and here's the deal I'm one of those and I'm not going to tell my story at this moment it doesn't matter it's big and I have unanswered prayer in my life we run into God with that
0: Mm -hmm.
1: we run into him we press into him and we let him be God and we let him do what he wants to do we're honest we're real we're raw that's what we do we don't let that be to the barrier to who he has actually made us to be as co-laborers with him Mm -hmm. it's mystery Mm -hmm. So I just want to say that caveat, and Joshua's going to teach on unanswered prayer coming up, and that'll be great. He's, he, he's, he's got a way to lead us right into his heart in that space, okay? But if you are in this place today, and you've never really stepped into intercessory prayer, you know, maybe you've prayed for your needs, and you've prayed for, I don't know, you've had devotional prayer kind of thoughts, but you've never stepped into really praying for other people or other issues or and you want, to, you want God to help you, we just want to pray for that. Or if you've, you've looked, done this, you've lived this, but maybe somewhere along the line the heart's gotten a little hard or a little cynical or a little skeptical or it's dry, then we just feel like the Lord really wants to just say it's a new day. He's moving afresh on the globe, you guys. Yeah. He's moving afresh on the globe. And we want to just put up our sails. This is what intercessory prayer is. Let's get our sail up so we catch the wind. Pray for so I want to pray for you and if you, that's you I want to just encourage you to put your hands out in front of you we don't have the magic prayer but we know his heart is for us to refresh us and empower us we're going to pray for you so Father I just thank you we don't um, we don't arrive mm-hmm. in this place of prayer we don't get it all dialed but we certainly get joy in the journey and you take us from right where we are, and you move us into deeper knowing you, greater connectivity with you, and you change us, and you grow us. And so, Lord, we pray, since this is your idea, Father, we pray that you will make us a house of prayer. This is your design. We yield to it. Lord, we yield to it. We yield to not say, I've done it, I got it, I know it. We yield to say, Holy Spirit, teach us to pray. Lord, I pray that you would impart to every member here, young to old, a fresh grace to pray, a fresh grace to have on our lips your kingdom come. Your kingdom come. Your kingdom come on earth as it is in heaven. Lord, would you release a fresh grace? I pray over every student that goes to their high school campus, God, that a fresh grace comes on them to say, come here, Lord Jesus. Every business person, every doctor, every real estate agent, every teacher to say, Lord, come here. Come here. Your kingdom come. Lord, put on us and in us more of you. We yield, and we surrender, and we thank you. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen.
0: amen. I just want to encourage the, the elders and small group leaders to come up. Again, if you need prayer, we, don't, we want to keep the flow going if, yeah. if someone needs prayer. So come on up and receive prayer if you need prayer. Be blessed as you go.